Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Good evening. Welcome to Fearless Generations and Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. We're so glad to be here with you this evening and to continue our journey through the 12 Steps to Freedom developed by Rhonda Britton. So tonight, Kelly and I are here solo, well, I guess duo, and we're happy to be able to to be with you tonight. So welcome, Kelly. Thank you. Nice to be here, too. (laughs) So Kelly's visiting me tonight with her girls, and we just had a really fun time over at my other daughter's Heather because her daughter was in a Nickelodeon game show. And so we just had fun watching the game show called Spotless. And we just got back to my house. So we're ready to delve into this of willingness. So willingness is the second step in the 12 steps. First is awareness. So we're now to the step of willingness. And last week we talked with Janet Renner and had a really good discussion about willingness and how that opens up opportunities for us and gives us a, a chance to to really grow and to face our fears. So tonight we're just going to talk about how that process goes for us and how powerful that process can be. So we're going to start out with Kelly and see what she's got to add to the discussion and we'll just go from there. Okay, Kel. <laughs> Take it away. Um, Take yeah. it. Come on down. Yeah. I I love willingness. Um, I think that willingness is in everything that we do because if we're not willing, we don't do it. If you are someone who calls yourself a procrastinator, it's because your willingness uh, level is low in whatever you're procrastinating. Um, now, what's causing your willingness to be low can be all kinds of different things, most likely fear, but willingness is how we, how we get anything done. Um, and so I love willingness. And, and I, you know, when we're aware, right, we talked all last month about being aware and and once we're aware, once we're really awake to what's going on around us, we're going to start to see opportunities, but we still have to be willing to say yes. Just because we're seeing them doesn't mean that new things are going to happen or changes are going to happen or, um, you know, our dreams are going to automatically, be, you know, come true. We have to be willing to say yes. We have to be willing to step out of our comfort zone and do whatever that opportunity asks of us right so I think that mm-hmm. willingness is a really a really great way to uh to look at any situation that you might uh, be procrastinating or not looking forward to you know just check yourself like on a scale from one to ten ten being 
super duper willing and one being you don't want to do this at all, um, where are you on that scale? If you're below five, you're not going to ever do it. So, you know, being aware of how willing you are is a really, is a really good uh, tool as well. Because if you, if it's something that you really do want to do, or it's necessary, um, there's ways of increasing your willingness. So it's a really great tool to use that one to five scale. Where am I? But just becoming aware of where, where you are. And if your willingness is low, when it's something you really want to do or, you, or you're responsible to do, um, you know, then you can ask yourself, okay, well, why is my willingness low? And there's, there's all sorts of questions you can, you can delve into there and really discover what it is that's, that's keeping that willingness low. And once you address that, then your willingness will come up and the job will get done. Yeah, I think, um, I can't remember, I was listening, I think it was Rhonda I was listening to, or maybe it was someone else, I can't remember, but what what keeps us from doing things uh, as well as willingness when it gets gets down to that evaluation and seeing where we are on that scale of willingness, it's also some of the steps we can take then is to ask ourselves, if our willingness is really low, then is this something we really want to do? Uh, because mm-hmm. that could be keeping doing it as well or is it just too too big of a a step and can we break it down into smaller steps and then be willing to take those those stretches rather than a great big die and so that Mm -hmm. goes back to the whole concept of stretch risk and die is by evaluating not only what is our willingness but what you know what how can we break this task down so that we can accomplish it and sometimes, is it really something we want to do? Is that why we're we're not doing it? And just really being honest about that as well. So it's, uh, you know, there's just a, a levels of depth and complexity to why we don't move, you know, and why we don't get out of our rut or break through that wall of fear. So that analysis is really important and looking at the level of willingness we have and then looking at the task itself and seeing what what's you know what is keeping us from doing that is it because it's something we really don't want to do or something we fear we can't do and is it too big of a task so that we have to break it down and then we're able then we're more willing to be able to take those small steps to get to that uh you know to get to that goal mhm yeah i think you know, when opportunities present themselves, not all opportunities are the opportunities that we want that are going to take us on our path, right? It's not just, right. oh, an opportunity presents itself and we need to step forward into it. No, we need to be mindful of what these opportunities are. And there could be multiple opportunities and one, you know, multiple could be a good thing, but what's the one that's going to take us really on the path that's going to get us to where we want to be? Um, yeah. and, and then, you know, if, if we're not taking those steps necessary, then yeah, definitely look at it. Is it a should? Because if it's a should, then you're not, 
you're thinking you should do it, but it's not necessarily something that you actually want to do or feel like there, that it is something that you are supposed to do. Um, like I know yeah. when, um, when I think about um, being a good mom, well, what does being a good mom look like? Because it looks like to everyone differently. And when we take someone else's definition of what a good mom is, and we try to apply that to ourselves, we might fall really short, or we might think we're doing really good, right? Depending on who, uh, who you put yourself up against. So I think it's really important, and we've talked about this before too, to really define something for yourself. What does it mean to me to be a good mom? What are the things that I need to do on a daily basis for me to be able to go to bed at night and say, you know what, I was a good mom today. What, what are those bare, you know, minimum necessities, right? And then what are those things that I really want to be doing? If I'm not doing those things, there's, maybe there's a should in there. Or maybe there's somebody else's expectation in there. Or maybe there's um, a fear in there thinking like, well, I can't do that. Right? Like Terry was saying already. So, yeah, I think that things need to be defined by us. And also just really aware of why we're wanting to do things or why we're not wanting to do things. And yeah, just checking ourselves, always checking ourselves. That's why awareness is first yeah. because yep. we need to be aware of why we are doing something, why we aren't doing something. And it, it, I mean, we could totally take it probably all the way back to our, you know, our childhood, but we don't need to, right? We can just be like, okay, I'm in this pattern of not speaking up. But that's not what I want to be doing going forward. So what can I do in this moment to speak up? Right? And you don't have to take it back to, oh, well, I was always told to be quiet. And so, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm quiet, right? That's what our fear does. Our fear makes up this story. It brings back memories. It's, it's going to give you all the evidence you need to stay quiet. But you can just say, okay, I know I have this pattern of staying quiet. It's not what I want to do going forward. I'm, I'm going to speak up here. Right? And that's you stepping out of your comfort zone and speaking up. It's an opportunity. Maybe someone asks you a question. I mean, that's how simple an opportunity can be is that someone asked your opinion about someone or someone asked you a question or you took a picture of you and your kid doing something and normally you wouldn't put it on Facebook with a, with a comment, but now you're going to, right? Like step, steps out of your comfort zone don't have to be huge things. Opportunities don't have to be huge things. They can be, but they don't have to be. So, you know, take, take one area of your life where you would really like 
a shift and say, okay, what can I practice here? Right? Set an intention. We've talked about that plenty of times, but for anyone who's new, you know, an intention is something you're going to practice. So you're going to mindfully practice something. So if you're mindfully practicing, practicing speaking up, you know, you can say today, no, I am willing, right? An intention has willing in the sentence. I am willing to practice speaking my truth. And then when those opportunities come where someone asks for your opinion or someone asks you a question or you're in a conversation at all with anyone, right? Or you see something social, you know, on social media and you want to comment about it, those are all opportunities for you to practice your intention of speaking your truth. Yeah, but I think it's also to recognize a willingness to say no. There's yeah. Again, other people's expectations, your own expectations of yourself, uh, childhood patterns, again, just patterns that you've created and how you process that when you're aware of those patterns and whether they're destructive or they're supportive, and if they're destructive, you know, saying no. I'm willing to say no to that pattern. I'm willing to say no to retreating. I'm willing to say no to to uh, reacting. So sometimes it's, it's a willingness to say no and then a willingness to say yes. I'm willing to speak up. Yes. I'm willing to think before I talk. I'm willing to process this before I before I act. And just, you know, saying no, I'm 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 not willing to continue with this pattern. No, I'm not willing. Now that I'm aware, of others' expectations, or I'm aware of my own expectations, and now that I can turn an expectation into an intention, I'm willing to say no to that expectation, and I'm willing to move forward with an intention, and that is to be willing to practice a new behavior, a new pattern, a new mindset in order to shift your behavior and to shift the way you think, the way you talk, the way you act. To be more in alignment with your with your goals and with your dreams and whom you want to be, how you want to show up. So it's it, a willingness to say no is just as important as a willingness to say yes. Absolutely. I totally agree with you because you actually are saying every time you say yes, you are also saying no. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying yes to someone else, you are saying no to yourself. So to be able to switch that around and say yes to yourself and no to someone else is very mm-hmm. powerful. And, yeah. and being yeah. aware yeah. Of, of when you're doing that. Because it's often very much out of our comfort zone because we tend to beat up on ourselves and, and not everyone, but some people put themselves behind the expectations of others. And so by by being aware that we're even doing that is a huge impact on our mindset and on our willingness then to do something different. You know, say you, you see the world against you, 
And then all of a sudden you you notice that you're aware of that, and then you're willing to change your mindset that the world is for you, and that takes practice. So that's where you would set up an intention. Today I'm willing to be aware of the times the world is for me, and I'm willing to see the world as full of possibilities today. And then practice that, and then again the awareness of how how did that work for you. Were you able to get out of your comfort zone and take a risk, take a stretch, and then to move move forward into establishing that new paradigm that the world is for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, I mean, that was a big aha for me um, when Rhonda said that um, when you're saying yes to someone else, you're saying no to yourself. So I think that that's a huge awareness. And I don't think a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people think of it that way. Um, I know I didn't. Mm-hmm. I just thought is, I'm just trying to keep the peace. I'm just trying to keep everyone happy. I'm just trying to, you know, please everyone. But everyone did not include me. So you know, to think of it that way, well, I'm saying yes to you, but at the same time, I'm saying no to me, and I'm kind of tired of saying no to me. I think I'm going to say no to you this time. And each time you practice that, it makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, can you put an example with that? Um, well, I think people pleasers will kind of understand but I think it, and it kind of goes with boundary setting, right? So um, I used to be the type of person that would not really voice my opinion. If someone says, hey, where do you want to go for dinner? I'll just say, oh, well, wherever you want to go, right? Because I'm trying to just be accommodating to the other person. Well, mm-hmm. it went a lot farther than just letting people um, – you know, pick the restaurant. So like in my marriage, um, we've moved a lot of times, right? And each move I was trying, well, not this last one, um, but, um, you know, especially in the beginning, you know, each move was me trying to make the situation better for the other people, right? So, well, I'll move here and that this will make my husband happier, or I'll move here and this will make, um, you know, my kids happier. If we move here or if we do this, this will make my kids happier. But I, I wasn't really ever thinking about, well, what's going to make me happier? You know, like especially this one move we made. We made this move to this town called Manteca, which is this tiny little, well, I mean, it's not tiny, tiny, but it's tiny for California tiny little town so that we could be closer to my husband's job. Okay. But it took us like, I think we were what, like two and a half hours away from my family. And so I was miserable all day sitting in this apartment with my nine month old baby, having no friends, nothing to do, but just sit and wait for my husband to come home. And he, sometimes he, he didn't even come home. he He'd sleep at work because it was still, we were still like two and a half hours away from his job. So he would, um, to get to work, he rode 
his bike to the train station, rode the train into the city, then rode his bike to a bus stop, rode his bus, rode the bus, and then rode his bike to work. Like it was this huge thing that he had to do to even get to his job from where we moved. And, um, but we were a lot closer and we were near his, his parents. And, um, but it wasn't a good situation for me. Right. But I like, I dutifully, you know, tried to make it happen. But we only lasted like four months. Hmm. Um, so like just situations like that, like I'll just put myself in situations because I'm trying to make someone else happy. I'm trying to say yes to them. And I'm really saying no to myself, like hardcore. And it, I mean, for four months, it was like every day I was telling myself that the fact that I was miserable didn't matter because we were where my husband wanted to be, right? So that's like saying that you don't matter because you're making someone else happier. That is um, like a hard yes to someone else and, a, and no to you. Yeah, so, um, it's just really interesting because I'm I'm just thinking that sometimes we're willing to in a in a Christ-like way we're willing to sacrifice some of our I don't know some of, I don't know exactly how to say it but in order to serve another person because we love them. Sometimes we say yes to that and it also is saying yes to us because it's building our spirituality and it's building our empathy and it's building our capacity to love. And so I think there, you know, there's a a fine line there sometimes when, when you're thinking about saying, saying yes to someone else is saying no to yourself. I think there's times when you say yes to someone else and it's yes to you. There's, there's times when it's a win-win. And sure. um, so I, I don't want to I don't want to to say that it's always when we say yes to someone else we're saying no to ourselves, but there's certainly when when we are doing that 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 awareness I think would be acutely felt when you're aware that would feel so much different than when you're saying yes to someone else and yes to yourself at the same time you know so yeah I think so that, you are saying no going, to something else right. I mean, every choice means, well, I'm choosing this, so this is, I'm not choosing this. But, yeah, I think that a situation can be win-win. Yeah, I think that that sometimes you're saying yes to, it's a a win-win, and so it's yes to something, and it's also yes for yourself. That there are those moments to make that choice, that it's a a win-win choice. It's not an either-or choice. Yes. I don't know. Like our I'm moves, just thinking about that while I'm listening to you. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. our last move to Fresno, we moved from um, we moved from Tulare, where Terry lives, and we moved to Fresno to where my husband was working um, because he was commu- commuting an hour one way for about three years, and we just really didn't want to do that anymore. 
And so we moved to Fresno, and a lot of people didn't want us to go, and it definitely wasn't easy, but it was definitely a win-win for our family. You know, his commute now is five minutes instead of an hour, and our family gets to be together a whole lot more often, which, you know, makes up for whatever we're sacrificing by being an hour away from our old friends and being a lot closer to my side of the family, right? So it's definitely a win-win for the family. But do I feel at times like, oh, I wish I was closer to my family and my friends? Yeah, but they're only, you know, an hour away. So I make time uh, to, to spend time with them. So it still becomes a win-win. So, I mean, there's yeah. definitely times when we, when we sacrifice certain things, but it, it's something we're doing for us and the people, right? Instead of I'm doing this in spite of myself, you know, I'm mm-hmm. doing this for mm-hmm. me and for you. So it definitely yeah. is like, what is your motivation behind it? What it, what is, motivating this choice or motivating this move for sure. Yeah, because when we talk about our wheel of fear, you know, we get to that point where we have a choice, right? To either we're triggered and then we have, so we, we have a choice at that point to engage in a self-destructive or a self-affirming behavior, right? And so it's the same thing with, with uh with willingness we have a choice and it can be it can be giving up our own say giving up our own voice and choosing to be quiet so that but that's really kind of a self-destructive behavior so it's a willingness to recognize that and be aware of that and then at that choice point choosing to speak up and saying yes to speaking up and um no to being stuffing it you know and not and not speaking up so Mm -hmm. so at the same time it's you you know you're saying yes to you and you're saying no to yourself right so right you're saying yes to the new practice Mm -hmm. and no I'm no longer willing to to not speak up you know so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yes to your intention no to your old practice your your old um pattern yeah totally totally and I think that um, that all comes with awareness because sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes I don't even realize that I'm being quiet. I went to this amazing workshop, I think two years ago in Washington, D.C. with uh, Rhonda and um, Larissa J., who is the, um, what do they call, I don't I can't, I'm like drawing a blank at what her title is. But anyway, she's a master mentor coach in, in the, with Fly as well. And it was called Fearless Voice. And they talked about like even just singing out loud in the car is you practicing letting your voice out. And after I got home, I realized how much I sing in my head. Like I don't even allow myself to sing out loud in the car. And um, so I've been practicing just singing out loud. 
in the car when the music's on or when it, whenever music's on, if, um, because we definitely, we listen to music more in the house, um, with the teenagers getting older, um, than we used to, but yeah, I, and there's little steps that you can take with practicing, with speaking out for sure. If that's, I mean, if that's something that that's going on for any of our listeners, I would love for you to contact me and I'd love to have like a, a chat about all the different ways that you can practice speaking up. If that's, that's also something that, um, that is a challenge or has been a challenge for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh, our time is up and it's been a really fun to just be able to talk to you. And I've, had some thoughts that I haven't thought before and that's always exciting and good and it's just a I think that as we go through these steps again that it just helps us to go deeper and deeper into our awareness and how we can meet our goals and be the people that we feel we're intended to be so uh, thank you Kelly for your insights and your, you. your participation and we will look forward and please do do a uh, message us on at our Facebook page or let us know what you're doing and what you're feeling and how we can better support you. And we appreciate uh, your coming back to listen to us every week. So have a great week and practice willingness. Be fearless. Okay. Good night. Be fearless. Good night.